Welcome to the Anything for Sports podcast. My name is Drew Jackson. Today with us, we have Elijah Dem from Spring Valley. He led Las Vegas in scoring his sophomore year with 27 points and eight assists a game. Uh, he was the 4A State Player of the Year. Welcome, Elijah. Thank you. So I want to jump right into it, get right into the conversation. Let's talk about your early beginnings in basketball. Um, I want to kind of get to kind of the root of how you got started, what really drew you to basketball, and how your career kind of um, progressed. Okay. So from from little kid, I always I was always around basketball because of my dad. He played growing up. So since a little kid, I had like uh, LeBron James jerseys when he was back with Cleveland. And my dad used to play like at 24-hour fitness. So I'll be on the side because I'll be too young to play. But I'll be always like seeing him play. Going to those open runs. Yeah, he'd do all that. Yeah. <laughs> so it kind of just like I was always around it as a kid. So it just kind of grew on me. So 24-hour fitness, open runs. Yeah. We're watching dad's skills. Yeah. Give me some. What is his? Give me his. What are, what are his best traits? What are his worst traits? His best traits? No, start with worst traits. His worst traits? He does. He does not pass at all. No. Oh, so no if you're pass. playing with him, you're not. He, you're not touching. Will not. Yeah, you're not touching the ball. <laughs> but the best. The the good thing is, he will win no matter what. So like, you could be on his team. You have zero points. He'll say you're going to 15. He'll have 15 points. But y'all will win. But um, <laughs> yeah, he talks smack. Uh, he's kind of funny when he gets to it. He can shoot. And yeah, he can't can't really do nothing else to shoot. <laughs> so, do I, what pieces of your game do you feel like you modeled after kind of him and watching him? Um, I like to have fun when I play, so having fun, um, talking smack to like your friends, and shooting for sure. So, kind of growing up in that sports space in that sports world, when did it become like real, like competitive, where it wasn't just like fun at the yeah. end of the park? And you know, when did it become where you were like, hey, I'm taking this serious? Um, I'll say my seven seventh grade summer when I think in middle school I wanted I should have been starting but I didn't because my coach whatever. But then seventh grade summer that's when I really started taking it serious. And my dad asked me is like, is this something you want to do with your life? And you're gonna have to take it serious. You're gonna have to put in work. And I remember waking up um before school at like four a.m. working at a twenty four hour fitness, then the shower in there. And going to, going to school and just like being tired and going to practice after. So from young age, he built me like if you want something, you're gonna have to work for it because nobody gonna give it to you. Do you have brothers and sisters? Yeah, older or younger. Um, younger. Did you have anyone who was kind of in front of you who you got to like model things after and see, or was it more from your dad being able to like lean off of that experience? It was. It was people like in instances like middle school and high school that you look up to, but mostly my dad. Just seeing how he carried himself, just seeing how he was, how he approached the game. So going into high school, um, starting at Spring Valley, what were those first two years like for you there? Well, um, I'm not gonna lie, I was nervous because I was going, I was taking my own path. So everybody's going to these big school names, and I wanted to go make my own path. So I went to Spring Valley, not knowing what's next, but always felt like either way I'll be fine because you know I put in the work and I know that. Um, the righteous like win the people that really put in the work. So going into it, I didn't know how good we we're gonna be. I didn't know nobody there. But then with time, I got to know the coaches, got to know Coach Blair and just everybody, and it became like a family. So when you first started, what was it like joining that team? How early did you have success? Did you start right away? Did you have to build behind people? What was that? What was that going um, like? I st I started right away, but I had to work for it. And 
I could tell like some people on the team, especially seniors that was starting over. It was like, who's this new freshman coming in, starting over me? So um, I knew that, but in practice, I proved myself and and I showed that I should be starting. As a freshman, because again, you start, you're going with seniors, you know, kids who are 17, 18, bigger body. Like, what did you do kind of to prepare yourself and to get ready to, as a freshman, be able to start and play against much more physically mature um, young men? Well, um, I try to let them know from day one that, like, I know they're bigger than me, stronger than me, but I'm not going to back down. Like, I'm not scared. So I think when they sense that and they sense that, like, I could really play with them, I could really help their team, and, like, I'm on the same path as them, they really, like, accepted me and embraced me. So kind of with the training and stuff that you do with your dad, kind of building you up to that freshman, sophomore year, um, talk to me about what your, like, weight training regiment looks like there, kind of getting ready as far as not just mentally, but physically, to be able to handle that competition on a day-to-day basis and stay competitive? Well, I didn't start lifting weights till my sophomore year. So my sophomore year, that's when I kind of started lifting, but I was more of a, like, calisthenics guy. So I do, like, push-ups, stuff with that weight, pull-ups, so just all that stuff. Have you changed anything now, or is it kind of the routine and the stuff you started working on? Does that remain kind of the same? Ever since my injury, I've been taking the weight room more serious. So I'm in there way more now, and... I'm lifting weights now, still doing like my calisthenics and stuff, but I'm just overall taking it more serious and just making sure I get in there like before the gym. All right. And you mentioned it. So we'll talk about it real quick because you said the word injury because <laughs> um, I was at the game. Yeah. So it was a, I don't even remember what. Going for a dunk. Yeah. Fast going steal. for a dunk. Yeah. Fast break. I don't remember what tournament it was, but fast break going for a dunk. Like just talk to me really quickly about that moment because you were, again, coming from sophomore year. Mm-hmm basically scoring title, 4A player, going into junior year, which was going to kind of be, hey, we're about to take that next step. Um, You know, what was it like emotionally and mentally in that moment of, you know, that next couple of weeks, kind of what you went through and, you know, how you had to kind of hold things together to kind of now push forward for a year without basketball? Um, You know, I got got humbled, I believe, because I was kind of like, I wouldn't say I was always humble, but I was kind of caught up in the hype and I knew it was going to be a big year for me. So going into that game, um, I just I got a steal, went off a fast break, just went up for a dunk. It was like the highest I ever jumped. And yeah, and I just landed, I just landed wrong. And it's a move I done like hundreds of times. It's just you just land wrong. And like going through struggles like that, I feel like it really built me. And if I had to go back, I wouldn't change a thing about it. So So when you think about like mental toughness, you now have a year of recovery. Yeah. Right. Of I still need to get better. Right. Because You can't stay in the same place as everyone is, you know, still getting to work out and train, do all that. So, mm-hmm. you know, what helped you kind of get over those hurdles and remain mentally tough enough to say, hey, I'm going to work this whole year. I'm going to recover. I'm going to get back and I'm going to have the best senior year possible. Yeah, honestly, it was like it was more of a blessing in disguise because I, I felt like I needed that time to myself to like not be traveling, not be with anybody, but just be like with myself in solitude. And just, like, really see who I am, not even as a basketball player, but as a person. And I feel like um, with that injury, like, God was really testing me to see, like, if I really want it or not. The first three months um, after my surgery, I did a good job staying off social media because I didn't want to know, like, who's doing what and stuff. So I stayed a good job just casting myself off and just putting my head down and putting in the work. And it kind of, like, grew me to do, like, to know that people are not willing to do certain things like that makes them uncomfortable. So I kind of got comfortable doing the uncomfortable. 
So like just doing like little stuff, like waking up every morning, taking cold showers, um, going to recovery, pushing my like self to failure, just little things like that. that I know not everybody's doing that's going to separate me from the rest. If you had to look back at that time period, what was the hardest thing that you went through? I'll say at first, not knowing why it happened. So I try to look for a lesson in everything. I know there's a lesson in everything. So I'll say for the longest, I didn't know why it was happening. I was searching for it. Then I'll say like uh, three or four months in when I just like kind of just calm down and just like face my reality. Like this is what it is. What are you going to do about it now? It started really hitting hit me like what was God trying to um, build in me and like build my character, try to do it in me. Was there a point during recovery where you were like, can't do it anymore. No. Isn't it? No. No. Always, yeah. Always try to push myself. So give me a little bit of insight into your current kind of diet and nutritional regimen and when that started for you. Um, so I'll go when it started. It started once I got hurt, I believe, like after my surgery, I wanted I was looking up a lot of things and I wanted to recover faster so I get on the court faster. And I wanted to make sure I'm doing like everything, like physically or with my diet or mentally to make sure like nothing like this ever happens again. So I just took really everything serious. And yeah, I just went um, raw vegan, like plant-based. All right. So tell me what's included in that and tell me what's not included in that. Okay. What's not included, no dairy and no meat. No meat. And no fish. No fish. So everything that comes like from plants and uh, seeds, nuts, all that is good. Um, You still could have bread, you know. Mm -hmm. I eat like avocado toast, peanut butter and honey, stuff like that. And just like everything that comes from like Mother Nature comes from God. So give me a typical meal. It's, it's dinner time. It's your, let's go with your birthday. It's your birthday. My birthday. It's, you get to pick the meal. This is your favorite meal. What are you going with? What's, what's mm -hmm. the go-to now? Well, there's this. I'll probably go out to eat because uh, there's a lot of good vegan restaurants here. But there's this one place. I don't know if you know, it's called Gray's. Okay, it sounds familiar. Yeah, and they, they have five stars. They're a really good vegan place. They, like, make everything from burgers to, like, chicken strips mm -hmm. to, like, Korean barbecue, um, nachos, everything. But um, it's plant-based. So I took my friend there one time after after church, and we ate there. And they didn't know it was uh, plant-based, how I told them. Okay. So it's, yeah. like, that good. All right, I'll tempt you a little bit. Is there anything that you miss? Is there anything you're like, man, I really want? Uh, really want, like food wise. Yeah, if you could have um, one like cheat day, what what would it be? Mm. What are you going with? Hi, chicken. Chicken. Yeah. Okay. So then, take. Have you seen like positive impacts though from that yeah. time? Like since you've made that change, like it's mm -hmm. been months now that you're like, do you feel better? Do you see like, yeah. you know, a little pep in your step? I recover way faster, so. I'll, I'll be doing a workout and with my trainer. So after I do a workout with my trainer, he'll expect me to be sore. He's like, just heads up, you're going to be sore tomorrow, blah, blah, blah. Then next morning I wake up, I'm not sore. Like, I'm fine. I'm ready to go. But say before that, um, doing that same exact workout before my injury, when I used to eat all this, like, meat and dairy, I would be sore. And I'll, be like, wake up, my knees would be hurting. So I don't have, like, no more knee pains. I feel better. I, like, feel lighter on my feet. You know, like when you eat, um, after you eat like a meal, like soul food or something, you want to go to sleep and take a nap. Yeah. <laughs> Be out. Yeah. <laughs> I don't have that. Like, I feel like energized after I eat. I feel like I want to go do something. So I'll just say that really helped me. So when you're like working out, going to workouts, what are your like go-to 
not necessarily snacks, but like to kind of power you through it. Like as far as like you do energy bars, anything like that. Uh, lately, I've been putting all my friends on too, but they won't give me credit. Um, <laughs> you know the Smoothie King, the Acai yeah. Bowls. Yeah, those been uh, those been like before my workout, like thirty minutes. They help me have energy throughout the whole workout. So just like just fruit mainly, like berries, gives you energy. So kind of shift away from diet and nutrition. Um, just kind of go back like pre-injury. I think we were. I mean, on a really uptrend, like mm -hmm. going to your sophomore year, like making it to, you know, pushing through the playoffs to the state game. Talk to me about in your career what that trajectory was like as far as getting to that level, taking your team to kind of that heights. It was really a blessing because nobody thought we were going to make it there. Everybody had their doubts, but that's what anything. So, but I believe that um, we as a team believed that we had a chance to make it to state, but not only make it state, but to win, even though it we didn't win that one. But it just like gave us the like like motivation and just the hunger that like we've been there before. So we know how it feels, we know what it takes, and we just we just want to get back there again. So when you got kind of the four A player of the year, you made Super Seven, what you know, you're kind of getting these accolades and achievements, like what did those mean to you? Did that, you know, just kind of watching your career, I think those things give you positive affirmations for yeah. I put in all this work. I'm actually yeah. seeing kind of the fruits of my labor and success. Like, how did you feel once you were getting those? Um, I feel exactly how you said that I'm getting the fruits of my labor. So, like, me putting all my hard work in, I knew it was um, paying off, obviously, by my accolades and awards. But I tried not to, like, because some people get that and they try to, like, justify, like, oh, I got this, I got that, what do you got? Like, stuff like that. So, I try to, like, do everything in present. I don't try to bring up nothing, like, in the past tense. So say like I did this before I did that, I just try to um like prove myself and like like show that like what I got wasn't by accident. It was like designed like I do this. So looking at senior year, um we're gonna build an Elijah vision board. <laughs> like what are we putting at the top of that vision board as far as like kind of your current goals, like mm -hmm. what you're looking to do with this year. First, I want to get my team to I want to win state. I want to get us to state though. I want to have a undefeated season. And I believe it's possible with my team. Um, personal, I want to win Gatorade Player of the Year. I want to get Super 7 again. Um, I just want to just be the best I can be. So, like, in every aspect. So, just, like, I don't want to – I want to leave this year knowing I have no regrets, knowing I did everything I can. And I believe if I do that, I'll be fine. What's it going to take for you guys to be in that playoff and state contention? What do you guys need to – what do you guys need to do to get that? Um – Compete every day. Compete with ourselves. Um, knowing we gotta, we gotta be willing to do what other teams are not willing to do. Like we gotta be willing to wake up at four a.m. if we have to work out before school, have a workout after school, take our nutrition serious, get good rest. It like all starts from the little stuff. Like get good grades, everything. So as a leader, what's it been like for you so far? Because you were with the team before. Yeah. You kind of had kind of the year off and now you're having, you know, you have new players that you didn't mm -hmm. play with before. You're having to rebuild and start some relationships. I mean, they know of you. They know who you were. But how has it been kind of getting back into the field and, and kind of building back that like chemistry and rhythm with everybody? They've been motivating for me. So the new guys we got, we have um, a couple new players. They, they're super motivating. So when we come in and practice, they bring the most energy. Like it'd be me, Jameson. We got CJ. We all bring the most energy. I believe that's important. They just like we all motivate each other. We're not in competition with competition with each other. We're all trying to be the best in our role. And we had a um, team meeting recently, 
just the players. Uh, we set up like our team roles and what we vision and what we're trying to accomplish. So I believe like that, like put it set in stone, just help us. So then going into the season, kind of looking at your goals, you know, we talked a little bit about what it's going to take to get there. You know, I think looking at that recovery and coming back into a season like this, like it's not, you know, I think feel like any ESPN 30 for 30, any movie, like there's going to be some challenges in the road. You're going to hit this roadblock. You're going to lose to that team you were supposed to beat. I think when those things happen, you just went through a huge period of having to overcome an obstacle that most people don't have to go through. And a lot of people aren't tough enough to get through. What do you think you can take from your recovery time and everything you had to go through there to help your team kind of get over those hurdles and kind of as a leader, push them past those um, stumbling points that you guys might have? Well, like you said, um, everybody goes through stuff, like personal or not. Just as a as a team, I believe we're going to go through stuff. But we try to make it a point in practice. Like even somebody throws a bad pass, somebody misses the dunk, misses a shot. We try to motivate each other and just like, no, like this is what, like stuff like this could happen in games. Like how you respond. Like what about it? You can't be reacting. You got to like respond to it. Just talk to me a little bit about your leadership stocks. I think knowing... You knowing your dad, uh, positivity is, I think, a big part of like what you do. And you kind of just mentioned that there and the way kind of you lead and help to like galvanize the troops and keep everybody going. Like talk to me a bit, a, bit, a little bit about your leadership style and like what you bring to the table and how you approach kind of mentoring and, and leading the team. Well, certain people um, respond to different type of like leadership. So um, this weekend in the Liberty Showcase tournament, I had a good chance to like sit down and watch me and me and the coaches had a good time to like sit down and watch and see like who responds to like what certain type of coaching. So now that's like put in perspective now. So we have a good understanding of that. It's just like knowing how to approach certain people, like say if somebody misses a shot, but you know, if you tell them something that's going to like negative, he's going to, he's going to like be in his feelings the whole game and stuff. Just like certain stuff like that. But I mainly try to, to be positive and just lead by example because I can say all I want, but if I'm not doing it myself or I'm not leading by example, they're not going to take you serious. So just try to, like, I give respect to get respect. So that's a big thing with me. And just being respectful and just talking to each other and just making sure, like, we don't have, like, no envy, no negativity, none of that. So kind of leaning on that, like, that positive message and knowing that, like, family and religion are a very big part of your life. And I think influence your athletic journey as well. Talk to me about how those two things kind of impact you as a person and then you as an athlete and a player. Well, my family, um, we've been through a lot together and they've been with me every single step of the way. So with them, it's my parents, my dad, especially, always going to keep it real with me. If I'm doing uh, good or bad, he's always going to keep it real. He's the one to like kind of humble me when I'm like up here or stuff like that. He's always the one to keep me like level-headed and to like to let me know I have more work to do. Yeah, but religion just like knowing that um God favors the humble and he oppresses the proud. So just knowing that um you staying humble, you being you having no envy, you doing everything like pure is gonna be rewarded in the end. And like God sees that. So just like doing as much as I can, working as hard as I can, cause I don't wanna look back on like judgment there and be like, God could have, he told me you could have been this, you could have been that, but instead you chose to do this, you chose to do that. So just making sure I live in a way that I have no regrets. So along the road, there've been some other coaches, mentors, people that have influenced your life. Let's pick some of those out. Talk about some of those, give some people 
kind of some credit for people that have had like that positive influence, whether it was sports related or not. Are there any people that kind of stick um, out when you think of people that have helped mold you as an athlete and as a young man? Yeah, for sure. I believe um everybody like in my life helped me like positively or negatively. My dad, for sure, as a coach and as a dad, him keeping it real with me. My mom as well. She's <laughs> she's harder on me. So, yeah. And um, I'll just say like life in general, just like life being like coaching you, teaching you and like kind of humbling me. So with that and God as well and my family, my uncle, my uncle Awet, Coach Blair, all the coaches I had like had an impact in my life in some sort of way to help me get where I'm at. So I think one of the the big traits or missions I see with your dad is kind of like helping others. And mm -hmm. it feels like that has kind of rubbed off a little bit on you as well. Yeah. So like talk to me about like how important that is, like in your personal journey of like giving back, of impacting, helping others. Well, just knowing like the universe like has to pay debt. Like you get out what you get in, give um give to people. So just knowing if you give good, you're gonna receive good and just like just being a good person, like helping when you can, it just like makes you feel good. So like, why not do it? And just like knowing that um, karma is a real thing, like good karma, bad karma. So anything you put out in the universe is coming back to you. So just always knowing that. So let's talk to young Elijah. Looking back, um, if you had to give younger you some advice on like what you've learned now after this journey, the career, the injury, playing sports, like the hardships, like what would you tell younger you at the kind of start and beginning of that journey? Mm. I'll tell younger me to to buckle up, tie my shoelaces tight because it's going to be a long journey. It's going to be an exhausting one, but it's going to be a good and fulfilling one in the end. When you're looking at kind of the success you've had so far and kind of younger kids that are probably starting where you started and like now having to make those decisions of like, should I work hard? Are those 4 a.m. Yeah. you know workouts worth it? Like, mm -hmm. what would you tell them as far of like what you've learned of? Because again, when you're doing those things before you were player of the year, before you made Super Seven, before you were scoring 27 points a game, you didn't necessarily know other than no. your dad telling you like do it that those things were going to pay off. Yeah. Like, how do you like? What would you tell them to let them know like the hard work's worth it? And hey, if you don't do it, yeah, you're not going to get there anyways. Um, just, just trusting, I trust in my dad. So I'll say just trusting whoever's your role model is. Just trusting that they're not going to do anything to harm you. They want to better you. So once I got that with um, my dad, cause we had a lot of conflict growing up cause like coach and dad, right. obviously, but <laughs> we go through it and it made us um, better and closer than ever. So I would say just, just knowing that your parents are not going to do anything or like anybody, your role model, your mentor, not going to do anything to harm you. But just knowing that and just like knowing that whatever work you put in is going to come back to you. So if you, um, we can't cuss on here. If you do like half work, you're going to get like half work back. And if, um, if you do full work, you're going to get full work back and just stuff like that. So outside of the sports space, do you have any specific goals, aspirations, or something that you, you're working towards just as far as like a person? Outside of basketball? Yeah, outside of basketball. Um, well, I wanna I wanna lead by example, but I wanna I talked about this in another podcast. I wanna I wanna heal my people like spiritually, physically, mentally. Cause I believe like the perception of like what everybody sees is their own perception, of course, but I believe it's the wrong one. And I believe like we're eating the wrong foods as like humans and just doing like negative stuff, like and we're like the foods we're eating and the environments we're in 
are like birthed in these like kind of like demon babies that are like robbing people, being gangsters, all that. But it all starts like with your environment and like just stopping what's destroying us. I think you're in a good position for, I think, a lot of these messages again, because even with that injury, you know, you never know when something's going to get taken away from you. Right. You work so hard to get to this point and all of a sudden like that. Bam, it happened. So now it kind of like, you know, it's people talk about that when they have like a near death experience. Like it it kind of wakes you up yeah. and you start looking at things a little bit differently. And now you have kind of that perspective that without those things, it's hard for other people to have. And I think that gives you a unique position to be able to kind of like communicate those messages to people and let them know from what you went through and then what you've learned. Like, you know, these are real things and these are things impacting the community and to kind of help them kind of not have to go through that, but still learn the same lessons. Yeah. I think that's big. Um, so I want to make sure that people can kind of find you. Um, so I'm going to have you look directly into that camera. That's going to be your camera. Right. And I want you to give them your, uh, we'll start with Instagram, your social media. Um, my Instagram is, uh, is Elijah. It's kind of longer though. So it's A-L-I-J-A-A-A-H-H-H. Yeah. So I remember yeah. typing your name. And I'm yeah. like, what? Because <laughs> somebody this. took my name, so yeah. Um, but we'll overlay that on the screen so everybody can see it and they can find you. Um, so I'm gonna ask one more question that we started adding at the end, and I took this from all the smoke. You know, kind of what the podcast is about, and kind of bringing spotlight to local athletes, kind of focusing on Las Vegas talent. Is there anyone? And kind of the question is to find someone in a sport that's not yours that you would see as someone who, you know, is a player that's been working hard, kind of reaching that that upper tier echelon that needs some extra exposure that would be like a good candidate for like coming on the podcast mm -hmm. and kind of giving their story. Is there anybody that comes to mind? So we'll go with we'll go with your sport. Is there anybody in boys basketball space, any division? Uh yeah. Um my teammate too that um had a knee injury, uh, Jameson McCall. Yeah. Him, yeah. He put in he put in a lot of work and I uh, I don't believe like He's getting the recognition he deserves right now to like how much work he's putting in compared to other people. Okay. All right. Well, we appreciate you coming on the podcast. I think this was a great kind of story to tell. Really, again, you know, going through an injury of any kind, like sitting out for a year of a sport that you've spent your whole life building to mm -hmm. is going to be hard for anyone at any level, where it's professional, college. So for, you know, someone of your age to be able to handle that and go through that as maturely as you did, I think it's huge and a credit to you and your dad as well, getting through that. And now again, being out on the other side of that and now getting to kind of reprove yourself again. Um, I think it's going to be big. I think this is going to be a big year for you. And I mean, I'm really excited to, to kind of watch and, and see where you go from here. Thank you. Appreciate you. So I want to thank everybody for tuning in. Again, this is the Anything for Sports podcast. My name is Drew Jackson. You can find us on Instagram at Anything for Sports and on YouTube at Anything for Sports TV. And we'll see you guys in the next episode. Thank you.